0: Just what the doctor ordered.
1: And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant Deb career.
2: I am the socialite and welcome everyone. I am so delighted to be with you today. We are talking again with a guest that I have had on previously because he has so much great information. So welcome back to Patrick Almond.
3: Thank you, Deb. I'm looking forward to it. I was excited when, when we touched base again and you said that it'd be time for me to be on again because this is this is a podcast that I, I not only, really, you know, I'm not only on, but I listen to it myself and I recommend it to other people. So every time you reach out and say, Let's do this again, I'm like, All right, how soon can we get Perfect. it done?
2: Perfect, perfect. And, you know, Patrick and I are one of those bright, shining examples of never having met in person. You know, hopefully we'll we'll fix that someday, but we only know each other on social media. So for people who say, oh, social media isn't any good to make business contacts, hello. (laughs) Patrick and I are a great example of it.
3: Exactly. I've been lucky enough to speak once before. And then you, I think, did you go on a cruise? Or I
2: did, and you were my guest host. Exactly, so that was—I was
3: got to turn the tables a little bit and question mm-hmm. somebody else while you were out living it up on the ocean.
2: I know we were in Alaska, if I remember right. So yeah, that was was great. Well, before we jump in, let me uh, remind folks just a little bit about you. So Patrick works with businesses to get them found and get them famous online, so they get more traffic more leads, and more business using every form of online marketing. He is a high-content speaker and a frequent consultant for CBS, Fox TV, and KSBI TV. His business, Focus Consulting, was founded over 15 years ago and is a recognized leader in the online marketing industries. Most tech speakers talk in abstract theories that sound great but leave you even more clueless than before you heard them talk. With Patrick, people roll up their sleeves and he shows them exactly what you need to be doing in your business and in your life to grow and prosper. Forget old media and new media. What you learn from Patrick applies across the ages and allows you to grow your media and a raving fan base that will love your company. And I'm going to say, spend money with you. Exactly. So again, Patrick, welcome. Thank
3: you. Thank you, Deb. I am excited to be here again on the the Mile High Radio Show.
2: Perfect. Well, you know, as you said, I had reached out to you, and I did that because it's the first of the year, and we always have all these people, and I don't remember, we were probably, what, five years old, the first time somebody said, you need to have New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I would honestly like to meet somebody who made a resolution that they kept. You know, we, we go into it with great intentions, but too often I think what happens is there are those pie in the sky. The, you know, if I had all the money, all the talent, all the, the knowledge, all the whatevers in the world we could accomplish, and then we, you know, by the third or fourth of January, or maybe by the first of February, we figured out it's not going to work, and we slip back. And so you have this great concept that people shouldn't really make New Year's resolutions. So tell us why not, and what they should be doing instead.
3: Well, thanks. And just to, just to, to, reach, to step back a little bit, I, mm-hmm. the reason I bring this up a lot is because I I do I'm a fairly healthy guy, and I go to the gym a lot. And there is no better example of people setting. Big giant hairy goals, I call them, Mm -hmm. and then them crashing and burning. And then at the gym, I've been Mm -hmm. going part of the same gym for ten years. And the the people that are come regularly, we can predict the cycle. Right now, it's (laughs) December. uh, Mm -hmm. Excuse me, it's it's going to be the you know the end of the year, beginning of the year, and the the gym starts to fill up. And it will be filled up through January and February, and then people just kind of, ah, oh, those things kind of kind of drop off right. there. And so mm-hmm. that's just uh, one of the things that's been really conscious in my mind. And so mm-hmm. I've come up with this philosophy that, you know, we do have an annual calendar of 52 weeks, 12 months. And mm-hmm. as human beings, it's good for us to set up, you know, cycles of time. Mm-hmm. And so we've done exactly what you said is we like to finish off a year and set big goals for the new year. And, and they don't often, you know, they don't often come to fruition, I don't know have any definite statistics on it, but I know a lot of people set goals, and most people just don't ever follow up with them. So, Mm -hmm. and I've been guilty of this myself. And so, I came up with this philosophy a while back that I don't want to make the end of an actual calendar year the demarcation of when I start and stop anything. Mm -hmm. I want to structure my life in a way where I have where my goals may constantly start and stop but to where I I kind of run my life in a recurring way to where I'm always working on goals. I might Mm -hmm. set a new goal in February or a new goal in December or a new goal in June, but I don't want to be that guy that, you know, polishes off the end of one year and starts a whole new year. I want my life to be ongoing, and I want my Mm -hmm. goals to be ongoing, not, not special at the end of the year.
2: Right, you know, and and I think that is definitely a much more realistic type of philosophy, because we have seen it happen where you know it's the workout, it's the lose weight, it's the uh, stop smoking, you right. know all of those various things that people make at the beginning of the year because it 's a new year it's a fresh start, and and I think we get caught up in that, and we do make those goals. But for one thing, many of them just simply aren't realistic uh, because they, you know, I've, I've seen people, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Well, okay, maybe you should think about five pounds first and, and kind of build from there. And I think that's part of your philosophy also is to, you know, make them achievable goals. So talk to us about that. Right, and you, you brought
3: up a very good one there is is big goals sometimes are kind of unwieldy, and again, stepping back to the new year 's thing i I love the like the last six hours of new year 's Eve because everyone gets really happy and really goal happy and and, mm-hmm. and then the fir- last six hours and the first one hour, but yeah, you touched on it briefly right there but but big giant goals sometimes can be daunting the, to, to to lose fifty pounds i mean that 's a humongous amount of weight. When you Mm -hmm. think about it, and how can you ever do that? How has anyone ever done that? But we see people do that all the time, but you you don't realize the effort they go through when they're doing exactly what you're talking about. They're losing a pound here. They're losing five pounds there. They're Mm -hmm. making small incremental changes in their life, and they're setting themselves up to be successful and part of what we're going to get into is the, you know, the calendar management and how you set yourself up for these small consistent goals. But whether it's building up a, a million dollars or building up a, a big podcast audience like you have or a big email list or anything, it, it just seems daunting sometimes. I know in the business world that you and I live in, um, it's, it's very important to have a good email list. And mm-hmm. sometimes I see people with these big giant email lists and I get jealous. Somebody has five hundred thousand people on their email list. Mm-hmm. How do they buy five hundred thousand? No, they started with one person or two people, mm-hmm. and it may have even been their their family. That's how I started my email list. Mm-hmm. And they started with one or two people, just like everybody else. And then they built up to ten people, and then twenty, and then forty, and then all of a sudden, you know, after a lot of hard work, there they are at a hundred thousand people on their email list. So, so I think I've heard somebody else once say that. That over, sometimes overnight success takes 10 years. Mm -hmm. I think that that's how it goes. So you're right. You gotta deal with those little small goals before the big goals.
2: Well, and one thing too about the, the small goals is then if you slide backwards, it's not so drastic. You know, so maybe you've said, I'm going to add 50 new people to my email list every month okay, that's not too bad. That's, you know, a little over more than one a day. So that's, you know, that's kind of achievable, but there might be a month where you lose 10. You're like, oh, okay, well, that's not such a big deal. But if you had said, I'm going to have a thousand new people on my email list, and then you start dropping by 10%, that gets really scary really fast, and then you just give up. Gotcha. Yeah,
3: no, I'm sorry. You're. you're I, was just, I was just kind of absorbing what you were saying right there you're definitely right uh and again i go back to the gym example i try to go to the gym uh on a regular basis and um it's it's monday wednesday and friday from six to eight central time is when i go to the gym and i'm in the process myself of trying to lose some weight and i can see the little differences here and there and definitely with the holiday season i know i'm going to slip if you've Mm -hmm. ever seen me i'm not a guy who's afraid to eat uh, which came from a holiday party Saturday night, and I know I dabbled. We have another one that's coming Saturday night. Uh, we're scheduling a New Year's Eve party here, and I know I'm mm-hmm. going to fall back. But I'm also I've also learned not to beat myself up about it because I know that I'll make up for it in in January and right. up you know for the rest of 2014. I've been behaving. I've I've mm-hmm. avoided the sweets, even though my wife is doing a lot of cooking and they're right here in the mm-hmm. house. I've I've been behaving and I've made forward progress, so I can afford to offset a little bit. I don't ever want to be one of those guys who denies himself the fun, for example, of a of a, of a brownie or something in New Year's because I'm starving myself for a goal. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And, and, you know, obviously the same thing happens with business. You know, if you make them small, achievable goals, then it is much easier to, to make them. And of course the key then is to keep going. And, and as you talk about it, you talk about having a consistent, repeatable action. So what's, why is that so important? Well, it's, we, let me see if
3: I can, if I can phrase this just right here as I look at my calendar and think about this. I've learned a while back that, that when I was doing my goal setting that I would outline my, you know, my small, medium, and big rocks and I would try to find the time to get these things done. And when you try to find time for something, it doesn't, it doesn't end well. You go through your calendar and you, you look for, you know, this is, where am I going to find five minutes for here or a half hour here or an hour for here? So what I decided to do a while back is look at my calendar and I can, I can look mm-hmm. at my calendar a week in a Google calendar and I decided that I need to fill my entire day or my entire month or my entire week, whatever view you're looking at, with mm-hmm. recurring appointments. Okay. If I want to learn to exercise, I'm going to drag a little bar from 6 to 8 o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And say this needs to happen every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If I'm mm-hmm. going to write a blog post, I need to make you know my time on Tuesdays from nine to eleven, writing and publishing a blog post. If I do a podcast, if I spend time with my family, all those things need to be. Uh, and I want to make sure I allocate those things that are important to me, and I want to make sure that things that are important to me get. Time allocated to them, and I've had people before look at my calendar and say, "Well, when do you have any fun? When do you have any downtime?" And to tell you truth, you didn't schedule it. I didn't it. schedule it. But to say the truth, if you look at my calendar, you will find that there are times in there when I do have I do have downtime scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there may be times, for example, we're we're big fans of the newsroom by Aaron Sorkin, and that is mm-hmm. on every Sunday night, I believe, from like seven to eight o'clock. And I set that side a time so and if I'm gonna to go to an amusement park or go travel or something like that, I try to put even the fun goofing off stuff in mm-hmm. the calendar so I make sure I do have time to goof off.
2: hmm Well and to me the reason to, to have it in the calendar is kind of an accountability thing. Uh, you know, I I do several e-newsletters for several clients here in Atlanta, and I have that time blocked out every week in my schedule to to work on it and then later on in the week to remind myself to schedule it, you know, and, and all those various things. And frequently I get it done before then, so then when the reminder comes up, it's like, oh, I've already done that. But, you know, it, it keeps me on track because it's so easy to forget, Mm -hmm. to postpone, to to do all of those things, and even if, you know, and and we laugh about having fun and, and, you know, putting that on the calendar, that is one of those things that I think if we don't schedule, especially as a small business owner or an entrepreneur, we do tend to skip that, and to me, that in in many ways is how some, uh, some people get to be as successful as they do, is they remember that they have to have a balance.
3: Exactly, and I've noticed this is very true for those goals that are huge. Um, and the one I'm working on, for example, right now that I'm trying to find the the, where I can fit in this time is the process of outlining, writing, and publishing a book. Publishing Mm -hmm. a book is a huge endeavor with the marketing being the most part of it. And, you know, people see that I've seen and I've admired other people that have written books. And, again, they did not sit down and write, you know, a 5,000 A word book or a 5,000 page book all at once. It took a little bit Mm -hmm. here and there. So that's one of the things I'm trying to do right now in my calendar is for a big goal like writing a book is allocating that time on a regular basis to Mm -hmm. work on the outline to, 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 you know, crank out a couple of chapters because what's going to happen at the end of all that is all lo and behold, I'm going to have a book sitting there, Mm -hmm. which is really going to help for business. So, and at the same time, there are, there are times where I look at my calendar or I want to take on a new project. Uh, I'm I'm a sucker for volunteer work, and people know this here in Oklahoma City. And so I get called a lot to volunteer for stuff, and I will look at my calendar and I'll say, you know what, I'm not even going to try to volunteer for your organization because I wouldn't be able to do it justice because I do not have the time. Let me finish. Let me finish this other thing in my life in three months, and then get a hold of me and and let's talk again because I want to make sure that I do have the the quality time to contribute to my volunteer time. So what you're talking about and the accountability it also gives me a chance to say I can't handle certain things. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, and I think that's so important because we do have to say no. Um, You know, and and sometimes it is for a paying client you know maybe it's it's a project that is just too big to take on um you know or maybe it's as you said volunteer work or sometimes it is kind of that fun time but when you've got your calendar all laid out you can see okay i don't have time to do that or you might say okay i can juggle some stuff but having it there in front of you i think is is what is key
3: i'm a i'm someone who lives and dies by my calendar and so mm-hmm. some people may jump into their calendar on occasion my calendar is almost always one of my tabs it's Mm -hmm. opened up on my computer and if someone does need something and I do have some goof off time or some padding time in there I can easily schedule it but I just kind of live and die by my calendar I know this even sounds kind of weird but even sometimes when my wife wants me to do something and you know this could be a a, a touchy area in some marriages (laughs) I make sure that if she wants me to do something I try to get it on my calendar Mm -hmm. just to keep the peace in the house if I'm supposed to fix a light fixture or work on the garage door or mow the yard, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to my Saturday and I'll highlight that and mm-hmm. I'll say, if I'm going to keep peace in the house, I better allocate time for this and not be that guy. The, the The phrase that I used to live by is, you know, when I get around to it. And and when I get around to it is, is a good way to never get anything done or never accomplish right. a particular goal. Mm-hmm. So right. I try not to use that phrase, have my calendar open, and I highlight the things that are important to me and realize just like you mentioned some things are important but I just can't handle them right now. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and what I love is that you're you're using your calendar almost as a to-do list. Um, you know and, and so then it's it makes it easy to see, oh yeah, I had said that we would, you know, do this project on Friday or next week we've got this coming up. And then it, there's just something about when you get those projects done. Mm-hmm. That is like, ooh, you know, and, and whether it's business, whether it's personal, you know, it's it's just marking that off. We're just knowing, okay, you, it's finished. That really does make you feel good.
3: Exactly. And the, I think just part of living life in general is having a feeling of being fulfilled. And um, I just all the stuff that we're talking about right now just comes from a time in my life when I didn't feel that way, where mm-hmm. I just wanted to do things, I wanted to exercise, I, I wanted to get my pilot's license, which you know I eventually did. I wanted to to work on things like the Stop Doing Nothing Project. That the the getting around to it just wasn't accomplishing it, mm-hmm. and um, I I think it also in addition to feeling accomplished, it also reduces. And I think you brought this up also. It reduces the stress. Mm-hmm. If, if I if there's something stressful that has to get done. Trying to find time for that stressful thing adds stress to it also. So it's stress compounded with stress. But if, if someone needs me to do something and I can highlight it on my calendar, I can take a deep breath and say, okay, you know what? I don't have to worry about that anymore. I put aside two hours. I can work on that. I'll be happy. That person will be happy. And plus that person also knows the expectation of when it will be done. They're not just sitting there you know, drumming their fi- their fingers mm-hmm. at me or thumbing their fingers at me. i said, you know, Deb, if you need me to do something, I will do it. It'll be next Tuesday from 3 to 5, and I'll get it to you at 5.30. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, and it, it's a great way to set those priorities also. You know, maybe you've got five things on your to-do list. Well, by putting them on the calendar, you have prioritized them. Um, it's funny. I, I went to uh, Marietta High School last week and was working on a project with their marketing class there, and part of it was, uh, they were to do some mock interviews and so I was, I was the mock employer for a PR firm. Hmm, go figure that. And I was interviewing this young woman and it wasn't until later that she told me she was 15. I was so incredibly impressed with her because one of the questions I threw at her was, you know, you're going to be working for a PR firm or marketing firm and, you know, you're going to get many projects thrown at you at once and every single person will say it's a top priority. What do you do? And her first response was, I get out my calendar, and I start figuring out where things fit. Right. I was
1: blown away. Yeah,
3: that's, uh, that's amazing <laughs> that somebody would have that maturity mm-hmm. level. Um, at, uh, when I used to work at a, a technology company, I used to work at that big blue technology company with the three letters, and uh-huh. I would get a lot of walk-up uh-huh. traffic, and every single person that walked up had an emergency. Um, okay. you know, it's, 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 we were in the, I think at a particular time we were working on a car rental company contract. Uh, and so, you know, nothing in the car rental business is really an emergency, but to them it was. Right. And a lot of times I would, I would do a variation of keeping the calendar is I would keep a written to-do list okay. in front of me prioritized. And when somebody walked up and they said, you know, I don't care what you're working on, this is your new number one priority. I would say, you know what, there can only be one number right. one. Mm-hmm. There, there can be a couple of number twos, mm-hmm. and the number twos will move up, but there's only, you know, we only really do one thing at a time well. Mm-hmm. So that was, back then I was using the the one priority, two priority thing. Nowadays I'm using the uh, the calendar like you're talking about, and I'd be kind of curious as your opinion on this is what I've started doing also is I will keep my calendar and my email inbox uh, side mm-hmm. by side, and I will start... Mm-hmm. Taking those emails and turning those into those to-dos on the calendar right. because mm-hmm. an email inbox debt is a horrible, horrible to-do list.
2: Oh, oh, you know, and and we do we save the messages, you know, we we might flag them and we might mark them as unread, you know, we do all of those things. And what happens is, of course, once they've pushed down the the screen, so you don't see them anymore, they're gone. You know, it's it's out of sight, out of mind. So you're right, making an actual calendar thing for them is is great
3: yep and and again there um there are some really great tools for this um i used to be a big outlook user a while back and i don't use that Mm -hmm. so much anymore uh i'm not quite sure what you use for your calendar but i use google and Mm -hmm. the one thing i like about my google calendar is not only is it easy to drag and drop and create appointments like we're talking about Mm -hmm. i've also started getting really fancy schmancy and using colors And so, and so I will use, you know, green, for example, for Mm -hmm. marketing and money making activities. I have Mm -hmm. a different color. I'm actually going to pull up my calendar, what we're talking about here. I have a different color for personal activities. Mm -hmm. For example, my gym time, Monday, Wednesday and Friday is a light purple. And then my, my husband to do time on the wakens on (laughs) Saturday and Sunday is a light purple. Mm -hmm. Um, I have things like my own podcast and my own, and my own content generation. It's yellow. And then again, uh, the most important things for my business right now, which are marketing all those are green, the color of money and and so, yeah, I've got a pretty colorful calendar and it, it and I love sitting down and showing people this and and it looks disorganized but but the fact that there's things on my calendar that 's not all white space is is what was what keeps me organized
2: perfect, perfect. Well, we are ready to take our first break. Okay. Um, and so when we come back, I want to continue this discussion and, and you know, let's let's add in other things like, you know, what happens, you know, when do you do the things like oh, check your Facebook page, you know, and, and you know, all of those things. And I wanna really talk about what your project of stop doing nothing is because I think that's very important. So I am Deb Creer on Mile High Radio, talking with Patrick Almond, and we will be back in just a moment.
4: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. More
0: stimulating talk radio.
5: Performance Apparel is South Metro Denver's premier corporate and athletic apparel store. We're your one-stop shop for creating a personal yet professional look for you and your organization. We can assist you in outfitting your corporate team, baseball team, lacrosse team, soccer team, hockey team, football team, or any other team you're involved with. Our goal is to outfit your team for success. We offer in-house full-service embroidery, a state-of-the-art banner and sign maker, screen printing, a graphic designer, vinyl and heat press letter logos, tackle twill, so on lettering, leather jackets, hats, shirts, and other corporate imaging. Learn just why we've been chosen to be the official corporate image consultant and provider for MileHighRadio.com by clicking on the banner ad on their website. Remember the name in South Metro Denver. It's Performance Apparel.
6: Not quite seven years of age, Aaliyah had developed a fever that wouldn't go away along with an arm pain that caused too many tears. A late night trip to the ER revealed the news that no parent wants to hear. Aaliyah had cancer, leukemia. Her two-year treatment plan turned into five and a half years of chemo, oral and IV meds, appointments, ER visits, days, weeks, and months in the hospital, infections, side effects, multiple surgeries, a bone marrow transplant, and much more. Even though Aaliyah never gave up her battle, God realized that it was an unfair fight. On July 9, 2010, the cancer died, and Aaliyah went to heaven. We've all been touched by cancer one way or another, but cancer should never be allowed to touch our children. None of us can do everything, but all of us can do something. Together, we can fight to eradicate childhood cancers. Please support Aim to Cure in their effort to eliminate childhood cancer. Click on their logo on our website and give what you can. Aim to Cure has no overhead costs, so all money goes to research and public awareness programs. Please give today so that other children will have a tomorrow.
0: Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com. What are you listening to?
1: And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest.
2: And we are back. I am Deb Creer talking with, as my intro music said, a fabulous guest, talking with Patrick Almond. And before we jump back in, Patrick, tell people how they find you online and how they connect with you.
3: Thanks, Deb. Well, the the major project I'm working on right now is Stop Doing Nothing at stopdoingnothing.com. And this Mm -hmm. is the project that came out of my lack of productivity and my laziness earlier in life. Is I've owned this website for several years now, and I blog and I podcast and I do videos on a regular basis showing people how to be more productive with their time and how to build missions in life and give a sense of self-worth. So the main website is StopDoingNothing.com, and I have some different places on there where you can subscribe to my email list. And I've also started doing a lot of activity on the Facebook fan page which is Facebook.com slash Stop Doing Nothing. If you just Google the word Stop Doing Nothing, just about everything I do comes up on top there. So I would encourage people to go there and subscribe, give Mm -hmm. me feedback, and tell me what you want to hear about because a lot of the content I produce comes from problems other people are having, and that's Mm -hmm. the best way to produce content is to find other problems that used to be my problems and show people how I solved them.
2: Right. Well, and no problem is unique. You know, I think so many people think, well, I can't ask that question because it's silly or it's stupid. If one person has the question, other people have the question. And, you know, and, and so that's what's great is it's kind of this community of people, you know, sharing and, and uh, you know, some things like that. So so it's it's fabulous to be able to have that as a resource.
3: Yep. A while back I decided just to split my blog posts up into certain categories. And so mm-hmm. the different categories I cover our attitude adjustment, which I think is where I have most of my blog posts, because so much in life is is based on your mindset and your vision and your attitude. So um, I have attitude adjustment, being a leader, being intensely motivated, being productive, um, goal setting, great examples of leadership. Where I'll pull out things by people in our past who have, mm-hmm. who have basically set the path for us. Because a lot of the stuff that I do teach has been stuff that's been taught in the past. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of keeping it updated and showing people where to find other solutions, time management. I have a, 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 my personal favorite section on the website is What Makes Me Happy. I actually have a mm-hmm. category called What Makes Me Happy. So, yeah, ah. people can go there and subscribe and, and keep up with the blog posts. And I, I podcast, not as, as regular as Deb does. She is the, one of the queens of podcasting mm-hmm. here. But I do have a podcast on there, so I would encourage people to go there and subscribe.
2: Mm-hmm. Great. Yo, and Anne, it's, it's a fabulous resource especially for people who are business owners you know whether it's small medium you're you're an entrepreneur by yourself you've got employees because I think it, we feel very isolated in in so many cases and to, to know that we're not the only people struggling with that and to find this wealth of information that Patrick has I think is, is just incredibly valuable
3: right and you bring up a very good point is the um, the the I I am a solopreneur. I do have people that work for me, but for the most part, I'm I'm working in an office by myself, and Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons I use social media and I use blogs and I use podcasts is because I do feel isolated, and I like to see what other people are saying. There, There are times where I miss... You know, sitting in a room with a whiteboard mm-hmm. and collaborating with people and getting other opinions and other people's life experiences. I would just as soon uh, record the podcast in the same room with you because you could be a little bit more interactive right. and bounce ideas off of that. But the, the good part about technology is it allows people that are across the city or across the country to connect like this and share mm-hmm. ideas. And so that's what I'm trying to, to push there on that website. And you put it out before that some people try to knock social media, but goodness gracious! If it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't be able to spread my message. This mm-hmm. podcast wouldn't be listened to you know, worldwide. It's mm-hmm. it's just social media really helps us connect when you are sitting in that little silo by yourself in your home office.
2: Right. Well, speaking of social media, we've been talking a lot about you scheduling your calendar and, and things like that. So I'm assuming that it, that you can get to shall we say type A exactly. <laughs> about your calendar. Right. How do you schedule time in there to, you know, pause and check Facebook for 15 minutes or, you know, do those things that, that you don't normally have, or do you do you have things like that even scheduled in? A lot of times what
3: I'll do, Deb, is I will schedule, I will pre-schedule one of my social media updates. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, I use social media a lot for marketing. I do use it for some mm-hmm. personal interaction, but I use it a lot for marketing. So I can use tools like Hootsuite, or some other tools to pre-schedule that stuff. I try to get up as close to five o'clock in the morning as possible, and one of the first things I will do in the morning is I will get on social media right away and while I'm having my, my, my first 32 ounces of water and, and knock that out, see what updates have gone up overnight because we live in a 24-hour world and I get messages right. from people in different countries overnight. Mm-hmm. I try to spend you know maybe a half hour to 45 minutes right away on social media, get some other stuff scheduled, Facebook is really good about allowing you to pre-schedule stuff now. And then there are plenty of times where at the top of the hour I will take a quick break, hop on social media, see what messages people are sending me. Um, And I think that's really important because a lot of people only use Facebook as a personal mechanism. Right. But I get business from it. And what that means Mm -hmm. is I have people now that won't call me. They won't email me. They'll send me a message on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so it's not uncommon for me to get a message that says, hey, I want to buy some of your time for XYZ mm-hmm. projects. So it's crucial for me to get on Facebook on at least, I'd say, once every hour or two, even if it's for just a couple of minutes, uh, mm-hmm. to check that and to maybe post something inspirational Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, you're asking, how do I do that? Well, Facebook now is part of my marketing. And so I'll just mm-hmm. look at my marketing time in my calendar and I'll say, hey, I've got to get on Facebook, schedule some marketing updates, check the results of my other marketing. And, and so for me, just Facebook's marketing, and you've got to have that marketing time right. to, to get your business, to get to grow your business.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you can do the fun stuff at other times. You know, you can watch the cat videos and, and all of those. and And I think what you're saying is so important because – that's one of the, the reasons why business owners tell me that they don't use social media is it becomes such a time suck. Mm-hmm. And But if they've scheduled it, then it's not a time suck. And I tell people, you know, set the egg timer. You know, do something so that you don't get caught looking at the cute cat videos and, you know, all of those various things. And when you're there for business, you're there for business.
3: Exactly. And you're speaking of egg timer. That is a great example. i i a while back, I started... And I'm not quite, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm quite type A with it yet, but I'm getting pretty much there, is to place a timer on all the tasks I do, and -hmm. I actually discovered a website for an egg, that has like a built-in egg timer, it's, it's Ah. e.ggtimer, so, you know, Mm -hmm. with the, with the E and the two G separated, Mm -hmm. .com. And I can go to, it looks like eggtimer.com, but it's not, it's Mm -hmm. e.gg, and I can go there to eggtimer.com slash, for example, 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. it opens up a new web browser window, and it's just a countdown timer to get mm-hmm. that done. So, for example, when we started recording today, I started at 45 minutes, and I can have mm-hmm. multiple timers running. So and it makes a very loud, annoying noise when it's done. So if I think mm-hmm. I'm going to be, you know, going to get on social media, I'm going to have that time suck. I'll set that timer for 30 minutes, and mm-hmm. when that timer goes off, it's time to shut down that tab and, right. and get back to the other marketing efforts.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that is critical because we can get lost on doing it, you know, and, and whatever it is, you know, you, you stop to watch a TV program and two hours later you're still there <clears throat> or you pick up the newspaper because there was a story about your client and then, oh, you read the sports section and then, you know, and and all those. So it really it all is about time management.
3: Exactly. And I would say that social media... Social media sites, especially Facebook, their goal is to keep you on the website as long oh, as possible. Yeah. They, Whether it's videos or viral things or, hey, look what your friend did or your friend just updated their score in Farmville. Uh, their goal is to keep you on there as long as possible. And I think our life in general is very interrupt-driven, whether it's mm-hmm. the TV, whether it's the doorbell, whether it's the cell phone. It's hard to stay focused. Mm-hmm. And on, on certain things. And so I have to go out of my way to silence my phone, to put on my timers, to not spontaneously randomly check Facebook and, uh, and things like that. And, and the egg timer helps with that. And mm-hmm. just being, a, just being disciplined about it helps. And that's just something right. I think just comes with maturity and comes with drive. And it's mm-hmm. something I didn't, I was not born with, but I'm getting better and better every single day.
2: Right. And you know, it is something that takes discipline. Um you know, when I first started using Facebook several years ago, it became almost an obsession. And I think that happens frequently with people because they don't want to miss the information. Okay, well first of all, if it's that big, you'll find out about it somewhere <laughs> exactly. else. Exactly. You know, and and you know, if the if the world all of a sudden stops spinning and goes the other direction, trust me, you will know about it from from something right. else. Or you know somebody will call you, they will email you, they will will do whatever, and when I finally came to that realization of the world goes on without me mm-hmm. reading Facebook, that was was kind of a, a monumental type of thing um, and I tell people if it really is something important, folks don't and you want me to know about it, don't just rely on Facebook because I 'm probably not going to catch it
3: exactly and there are, there have been plenty of times where I 'm missing interruptions that other people think are important, but they're not mm-hmm. important to me. Uh, If I put my phone entirely on silent, I have -hmm. been known to miss business phone calls, to miss text messages and other things because I am heads down, knee deep Mm -hmm. trying to focus on something. Yeah, I think think what it's called, I think my daughter calls it FOMO, fear Mm -hmm. of missing out. That's what happens a lot when you spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. on social media is you're used to getting – every single second of what's going on in the world updated right in front of you mm-hmm. it's uh, it's funny the big thing up here in Oklahoma City is we've had a lot of earthquakes recently and oh. so that's how we confirm whether or not it was an earthquake or it was a truck <laughs> driving by is if we feel the house shake the first mm-hmm. thing we do is jump on social media and all of a sudden we'll see a string of updates from our friends. Whoa, that was a big one. And and that's how we (laughs) confirm that it wasn't just a local thing. That And we can almost sometimes gauge how big it was just by Mm -hmm. the friends that that are doing that. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, we can say off Facebook, you know, the house didn't fall over, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And if I really want to know if there was an earthquake or not, I can go to the U.S. Geological Service Mm -hmm. and get the official information. But, yeah, you're right. I think one more thing I'll cover here real quick is I think that sometimes the more information we get, the more addicted we are to information, and and like you said, I think we just have to learn to live without, or learn to be in content, not knowing every single update, every single minute. Right.
2: Well, and going back to getting it in other ways, um, it was funny. I had a friend who was visiting, and at you know six o'clock, she said, "Are you going to watch the news?" And I said, "Oh, I get my news on Facebook." which yeah you know now now granted i do follow some news outlets on facebook so it's not just that i'm relying on my friends who might be posting from tmz Mm -hmm. or you know some shall we say less than reputable type of resources but you know, she still sits down and watches the news, and i'm sure she gets a much better version of the news than I get when i 'm reading facebook um, so it's it's kind of about shifting those priorities
3: exactly and it's
2: also about shifting the
3: priorities, but also realizing that not every, we don 't have to know everything mm-hmm. there are so many things in the world that are going on between our country and other countries and other states that I've just come to accept the fact that you know the world will go on without me it's been mm-hmm. going the world's been going on for you know hundreds and thousands of years without excuse me every person knowing mm-hmm. every single thing and I'll catch up on it at the end of the week and right there are plenty of people who for example aren't on social media as much as you and I are and a lot of times they'll say hey have you seen that one thing on Facebook and they're like I haven't been on Facebook for a month what are you talking about and I, I will stand back and and fan myself and myself. I know. away oh, how can you? How, how did you survive without Facebook for a month? And mm-hmm. uh, their perspective is, is you know, they get their news from someplace else. They live in a different world than you and I live mm-hmm. in, but they don't have to be on there all the time. And it's just, it's a tool, and you and I use that tool differently than our friends do.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, then they might go on to tell you about the fabulous books that they've read and all of these <laughs> other things that, you know, we didn't get to because we were looking at Facebook. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because I have people that will say, how much time do you spend on Facebook? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, well, I'm not a good judge because I do need to be on it more than the the average bear, as, you know, as, as my father might have said. Because, you know, I, I have to keep up on what's going on on social media. And I'm not talking about... News. I'm talking about social media updates about social media. You know, so if, if say they've changed the the format of a picture on Facebook or you know all of the, I do need to keep up on those a little bit more. But at the same point, you know, it, it like you said, it does go on without us, and we can figure it out later. That's the nice thing about it is it's still there. Right.
3: And if people are if people are kind of concerned about the amount of time they're spending certain places. Even though I, I'm, I'm pretty good on my calendar about time management, I, I will also run a utility in the background, a free utility called Rescue Time, which ah. uh, from RescueTime.com, and it actually installed a program on my Mac that mm-hmm. keeps track of where I spend my time on what websites, Ooh. and it, I can tell you down to the minute of every single day, Deb, how much mm-hmm. time I spend on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it it tells me if I'm you know maybe spending too much time on Facebook, but then, again, at the same time, I have to analyze that time you're talking about. And maybe if I spent 45 minutes on Facebook, I was having a business conversation. Mm-hmm. I was reading about a Facebook developer update. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily unproductive time. right? But, yeah, mm-hmm. if people are ever concerned about where they spend their time on their Internet and they want to kind of hold themselves accountable, Uh yeah, if you go to rescuetime.com, and I'm looking at my mm-hmm. own right here, it allows you to, to rate each website and say, this website's productive. This website's not productive. For example, TMZ is never going to be in the productive world for me. I don't care who you right. are. I don't, unless you work for the National Enquirer, that may be the only time. But there are certain websites that are always going to be productive, uh, like my QuickBooks, like my accounting software. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are certain websites that are always going to be non-productive. So I, I kind of keep myself in check by running rescue time on my cell phone and my two computers. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, end of the week, I can see how productive I've been. And where maybe I need to shift my time a little bit, I'm I'm pretty bu- pretty good about holding myself accountable. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I think that's so important because we don't always realize how much time we're spending. Mm-hmm. You know, we might think, oh, I spent 15 minutes on Facebook, and we really did spend an hour. Or you know, we thought we spent an hour, and gee, maybe we only did spend 15 minutes. So I think it's it's good to kind of keep that accountability.
3: Right. Would you say uh, uh, that if you that the internet in general, maybe the, the internet. And sometimes just being in a home office that you just completely lose track of time,
2: I do um you know and and it's especially if I'm really focusing on doing something mm-hmm. or the complete opposite, if I'm just kind of you know poking around and reading stuff here and there and clicking links, those are kind of those times when I look up and I've lost an hour mm-hmm. um, now maybe maybe as I said, it was something good, you know, I was really focused. And I got a lot done in that hour, or I watched a lot of stupid videos in that hour. (laughs) Um, So it it is something that I think it's important for people to realize is, good or bad, you probably should be keeping track of your time. Yep,
3: yep. And uh, the, the, the planning of the time ahead of time helps with that. But again, sometimes I just know that I'm, I'm, I'm not as good at the time management. I even love that phrase, time management, because you don't, mm-hmm. you like to think time's gonna go on without you, so you can't really manage time. If you're lucky, you can, you can kinda schedule a little bit, but actually controlling it doesn't do it. And um and so, and I, I was talking earlier about putting things on my calendar. I wanted to point out also mm-hmm. that people are gonna find this silly. I even put down my bedtime and my wake up time on my calendar, because we were talking about losing track of time. I will lose track mm-hmm. of time working in my home office at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. if I'm not careful, I can work until 2 o'clock in the morning right. and not not even realize it. And mm-hmm. this is made worse by the fact that I put a utility on my computer a while back that changes my screen color so I don't get as tired
4: ah. late at night
3: as I used to. Because mm-hmm. when you have your monitor on late at night and it's, it's all white, your eyes tend to get tired mm-hmm. Well, this utility kind of changes all the whites to reds, so I can stay ah. up longer and work longer later and, and mm-hmm. not be as tired, and so I have to even remind myself to push myself away, go mm-hmm. lay down, and get a good night's sleep, because uh, mm-hmm. if I don't, I, there's, the work never ends in your field my field. There's always right. more work to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Great. Well, amazingly enough, we are ready for another break. So we're going to take a break from work. Woohoo. <laughs> and when we come back, let's talk about more ways that you really should be managing your calendar because I think it's very important. And, you know, if we are going to set one New Year's resolution, let's kind of make it that is to, to manage our time a little bit better. And let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back. So I am Deb Creer talking with Patrick Almond and we'll be back in just a moment on Mile High Radio.
4: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal.
0: And yep, a calm. here's your problem. You haven't been listening to milehighradio.com. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org.
4: Hi, Chris here from Yumbana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yumbana, we bake the best tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tootin' your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A. S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code dot com. Nothing
0: says I love you more than milehighradio.com.
1: And now we 're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest
2: and we are back. I am deb Creer. i 'm having a great time talking with patrick almond we 're not exactly talking about social media, but yeah you know, we 've tossed it in there just enough that that it works but what we 're really talking about is how to manage your time and and almost almost to the minute but definitely to be able to achieve those goals you know it's the the new year is is not long past we all set new year's resolutions that probably by now we still haven't kept (laughs) you know and and so that's why i really wanted to talk to patrick because one of the things that that he has discovered is that high achievers really do keep these calendars and keep these goals. So tell us a little bit about that, Patrick.
3: Right. um, Like I covered, like we talked about earlier in the podcast, I used to be at some point in my life where I was not very productive, and I did Mm -hmm. not have very good time management skills, and I would just kind of wake up, and whatever happened during the day happened, and I was was Mm -hmm. along for the ride. And I ended up getting frustrated with my life and realizing that I'm just not accomplishing the things that I want to accomplish. So I kind of flipped a little bit, and I became just a little bit obsessed with with time management and and doing things like pre-filling in my calendars and becoming a little bit more obsessed with my time and mm-hmm. obsessed with the goals and again not focusing so much on the calendar uh, you know, the, the the Gregorian calendar where there's 12 months, there's 52 weeks. Mm-hmm. But but what? how can I schedule this time and allocate it to best serve me and to best accomplish my goals so I'm no longer riding that wave, if it makes sense? Because that's how most people, in my opinion, get along in the world, they Just wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and they ride that wave of time. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they'll throw their hands up and say, hey, either I got something done or I didn't get something done.
2: Right. And, you know, we're not saying that, things don't happen and that you can't be spontaneous, you know, all of those things. But it really does help you when you have blocked out your day to know, okay, I'm going to spend an hour on marketing. Because then at that hour's end, you go on to another task that you already know what you're going to do. And I think that's kind of where it helps keep you focused.
3: Right. And we talked about earlier about how I have all, all all the marketing and sales type events in my calendar highlighted with green because I'm a guy that likes to put food on the table just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, another reason all this came about is the fact that I wasn't doing enough marketing in my business. Mm-hmm. And marketing is just crucial for a business to su- survive and grow. And so you're right, putting recurring events on there – like marketing, was absolutely important to me to keep my business afloat. If you if you mm-hmm. don't do it, you, your business is going to crash and burn. So between things like that, between things like exercise to keep me healthy, between things like I actually set aside time on Sundays even to review the week's upcoming calendar and make sure ah. that it's going to work. So I actually mm-hmm. allocate time to better allocate time. And I can look at my <laughs> calendar, for example, right now, and I'm going to pull up my calendar, my little Google Calendar, one of these tabs, and I can tell you that every Sunday at 10 o'clock, I work on my calendar for the coming week. Mm-hmm. Most of the time my calendar is, um, we've talked about before, is preset recurring appointments, but there mm-hmm. are gaps in there, and I will try to fill in those gaps. Mm-hmm. And even another way I try to do that for, for time management reasons is I will try not to even set appointments on the same week I like to give Ah. myself, you know, a little bit ahead time. Mm -hmm. So for example, Mm -hmm. if somebody got a hold of me today at the end of a, at the end of us recording and they said, can we talk tomorrow or the next day? I might say, more than likely, I would probably say, you know what, this week is not good because I've already allocated Mm -hmm. this week. Unless it's crucial, let's push it out and give us more time to plan out a better meeting.
2: Right. Well, and I think one of the most critical things that we haven't talked about that we do need to is you actually then have to do it. if If you said that between nine and ten is when you 're doing your marketing, then you do your marketing then, um, and I think that 's kind of where we get caught up. We might get real organized, but then we ignore it um, you know and, and so there's there 's no point in doing it if you 're not going to actually follow through and do what you have scheduled time for
3: right and and something else i 'm even discovering now is like getting better and better at this, so there are plenty of times where I might. I might make the mistake of not doing the thing I'm supposed to and I beat up on myself a little bit. I get frustrated with myself when I don't, I don't, you know, Patrick, you were supposed to start marketing from 10 to 11, five days a week and oh whoops, I putzed around on Facebook until 10.30 Mm -hmm. and you know, I lost half an hour of marketing and for a while there I really was beating myself up badly and I've started to forgive myself a little bit because just beating myself up stresses me out even more Mm -hmm. and pay attention to those reminders that pop up. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I changed my calendar a while back to give me two hour reminders that say, you know, in two hours, you are going to have to start, you know, drop everything that you're doing and Mm -hmm. work on your marketing. Um, Cause you're, so you're, you're right. There's almost two disciplines there. There's the discipline of planning the time, Mm -hmm. And there's the discipline of paying attention to the plan that you Mm -hmm. made. What plan That was it? Was it plan plan the work and work the plan? I heard Mm -hmm. some uh, smart person say that uh, several years ago. Plan the work and work the plan. And we Mm -hmm. have to do most of this podcast. We've been talking about that first half. But after you get all those pretty colors down in your calendar, you then got to do what Deb says and actually Mm -hmm. follow up with yourself.
2: Right. Well, and if you didn't, figure out why. You know, if, if you marked in there that you were going to do, you know, say you were going to write, on, you're going to work on your book from 1 until 3, and at 4 o'clock you realize you're still going, okay, well, maybe you actually needed three hours, or, you know, maybe you had interruptions, so you need to stop and think about, you know, why didn't it work out?
3: Right, and that came, that came into play for me when I was going to physical appointments here in Oklahoma City. And mm-hmm. I would realize I would not plan like my drive time, for example. Ah. And so I, I have a, for example, tomorrow I have a, a, an appointment in Oklahoma City. It's going to be an hour long drive mm-hmm. to, excuse me, to an hour long networking appointment in downtown mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. I actually, if I want to, if I want to do that right, I actually need to plan out almost mm-hmm. like a half hour to forty five minutes right. before and the half hour to forty five minutes afterwards and then give myself the drive time, the traffic time, the mistake time, mm-hmm. the whoops, right. there's no gas in the gas tank time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't so I don't get end up getting there late and missing a crucial part of my meeting which mm-hmm. is part of my marketing. It's crucial to go right. for my meeting. Um, you know, driving driving when you're driving to an appointment and you're late, it stresses you out and you're going to get there and you're going to be sweating and you're going to be rushing and you're going to be out of breath and all that just works better for me when I allocate, when I allocate, when I pad my time and I think about things that could possibly go wrong during the drive. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I do that, you know, because here in Atlanta, nothing is close. And, and so I do have to put in drive time. And then by having the reminder pop up, say, you know, say it's going to take me a half an hour and I have the, the reminder come up 15 minutes before that. It's okay. I have 15 minutes to close up what I'm doing and get on the road. So that's kind of that gentle little reminder there also.
3: Right. And I have to admit that there are some, I'm a big fan of technology and using different tools to help me with that. And, for example, I'll um, I'll get back again to my Google Calendar, which I live and breathe by. I will put the address to my appointments in my Google Calendar, and my Android Mm -hmm. phone actually looks at the traffic and Mm -hmm. reminds me when I have to leave to account for traffic. I love that. Oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. technology is just so amazing. It sees it Mm -hmm. as an accident. And it'll say, nope, you can't go the way you're used to going, Patrick. Go around this other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use another utility called Waze when I'm in the car also, W-A-Z-E, that will point out if there's accidents or if there's a police mm-hmm. officer along the route. So maybe. <gasps> need... And you can't speed. Exactly, I can't <laughs> speed. <laughs> because, of course, I would never speed if I was late to an appointment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of evil person would do that. But, no, no. But, but <laughs> yeah, the, these these technology tools, my Android phone that says, hey, you're going to be late, If you don't leave in five minutes, Mm -hmm. and we like to argue with technology, but tell you the truth, more often than not, technology is smarter than we are. Mm -hmm. And if I choose to ignore that reminder, I'm almost always going to be late because that, uh, just because the technology knows what's on the road. I can't see what's on the road. It knows what's on the road. So take advantage. I know I've talked a lot about technology during this podcast, but I'm encouraging people just take advantage of these tools. They'll make your life easier.
2: Well, and it's funny because I was one of those troglodytes that, you know, even not all that long ago, I still kept the physical calendar. Right. You know, I like to be able to look at it, to flip through those pages and, you know, all of those things. And then I started doing the combination of having everything online, and I do use Google Calendar also. And then I finally came to the realization stupid. You're wasting time by having things in, in multiple places. So I do. I, it's Google Calendar. That's what I use. It ties into my phone, mm-hmm. you know, and and I can look at it however I want, you know, a week at a time, a, a day at a time, you know, all of those things. So it, it really is a tool that, to me, has, it saved me time. I think it's probably one of the best ways to put it. Right. I, I love the way you put
3: that. It saves you time by by planning out the time. And mm-hmm. There have been times where I've tried to jump to other utilities and other fancy schmancy planning systems mm-hmm. and you know it's it's always come back to the calendar. Live and right. die by the calendar. I've tried to get my family on board doing it and they're they're not as enthusiastic about it <laughs> as, as I am. But I'll put I'll even put my family appointments on there and I'll mm-hmm. remind my family about certain things that they said they were gonna do that I know that they're gonna forget. Anniversaries are important. Birthdays are important, and so I'll put all my wife's friends' um, important birthdays on my calendar, and I'll go. Ah. I'll go remind her that you know what you like this person. You might want to get them out a card Mm -hmm. because um, because you know there's a because you just want to make sure you pay attention to them. And again, Mm -hmm. when it comes to technology, I know for my business. Um, there are certain tools I use that they give me reminders about the important things to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I use a CRM a lot to keep track of possible deals mm-hmm. for my business, and I will put people in my CRM in buckets that, and my software kind of nags me to remind me that you know what, this person's kind of important. This is a big right. deal. You might mm-hmm. want call, you might want to touch base with this person every week, or it might take a, another perspective on a different person and say, you know what why don't you just touch base with this person every six months because Mm -hmm. they're not quite as urgent, but it is a relationship that you do want to foster and keep in good shape.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Definitely. You know, one of the tools that I use, and and I saw somebody else that that was using this, and I kind of you know copied it from them, is an online scheduling program Mm -hmm. that ties into my Google Calendar. So uh, the one I I have is called, I use Mm youcanbookme.com, And I actually, I do use the paid version of it. There's a free version and a paid version. But the nice thing is, then I've got it on my website. So if somebody says, hey, we want to schedule an hour with you, I tell them, here's where you go to schedule that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, cause how many hours <laughs> do we waste on this? Hey, Patrick, let's get together next week. What looks good for you? Yep. And then you email me back, and then we email back, and we, and pretty soon we've had 20 emails back and forth. When it really would have saved time for for you know somebody to just go to the online calendar, and I love that. I mean, it's to me it's been one of the, the greatest things. And I've got it set up where they can tell me what they're meeting for, why they're meeting with me, all of those various things.
3: Yes, yeah, so that's very smart of you. you. Use that. I use um I use a different one called Schedule Once. Uh-huh. Um, but I believe you know for your calendar, I I pulled up the You Can Book Me and I put mm-hmm. my calendar side by side, mm-hmm. and it saves all that back and forth, oh. back and forth phone calls, mm-hmm. back and forth text messages um you know there are just some really great technology tools that will make our lives easier if we will just mm-hmm. absorb them and learn to live with them and accept right. that, that that technology technology is your friend if you do it right social media mm-hmm. is another one that i use social media plenty to make to make contacts to build business mm-hmm. and i love the fact that your show emphasizes that so much especially from the business perspective mm-hmm. i don't i don't get on social media to to play farmville i get on social media to to, to, to generate leads and to get people into my funnel.
2: Mm-hmm. right and you know and, and you mentioned birthdays you know linkedin tells you when somebody's birthday is um facebook tells you and and those are great ways from a business perspective just to reach out and touch base with somebody very quickly um and and the cool thing is if you're doing it online it is taking you 30 40 seconds um now you know maybe it is going to lead to a bigger conversation and that's not a bad thing, but you know you can take that quick little hey, you know thought of you today it's your anniversary, happy anniversary, and you're done um, but then they oh Patrick remembered me <laughs> and you know and and no, you just got the notice from LinkedIn that said it was their work anniversary
3: exactly yeah I don't use LinkedIn quite that much, but i I do pull off stuff into you know other CRms other utilities uh, i'm a big fan of using Basecamp to keep track. Of my different some business appointments and some mm-hmm. high important to dos and and again I don't beat myself up if I don't necessarily follow up right. the things mm-hmm. correctly because there's there life happens. Mm-hmm. You pointed us out a while back in the podcast is that life happens and all of a sudden the hot water heater breaks or. Or, you know, a window breaks or something happens in your neighborhood or you actually have a real life business emergency and you might get stressed out if your best laid plans. Uh, get interrupted, but all you got to mm-hmm. do is just kind of pick up the pieces and keep on moving, and right. and that's the nice part about the recurring appointments thing I talked about earlier is, you mm-hmm. know what, let's say you missed that hour of book writing this week because there was some kind of business emergency or some kind of family emergency. Don't worry about it. That hour mm-hmm. of book writing is still scheduled for next week, and you'll hopefully mm-hmm. make up with some of that lost time. Mm-hmm.
2: Or you could reschedule it for something, you know, and, and all of those things, And and that's where I think people – maybe drop the ball is they miss it and then they just miss it you know they they don't stop to think should i reschedule it or can it wait till it reoccurs again and and you know things like that right
3: so yeah just don't don't beat yourself up a little bit some of the lessons i've learned out of all this stuff is don't beat yourself up a little bit make sure you know do a quick recap make sure that your calendar is filled with recurring mm-hmm. appointments if you have a big major goal in life book writing get better at speaking mm-hmm. do better on social media use social media to generate business you're going to have to allocate certain, you know, these recurring blocks of time. Get on LinkedIn for two hours every Monday or get on Mm -hmm. Facebook for an hour every single Wednesday and schedule your updates. Um, You know, I use Hootsuite a lot. And so on social media, I will, I will, um, I I tell people to do some of the things you're talking about is set up recurring times, get these things scheduled and don't abuse them because Mm -hmm. social media to me is marketing and marketing is what's going to grow your business.
2: And it's funny because, you know, as, as we talk about these tools, it almost seems like we're, we're being too type A or too OCD to try and schedule, you know, every single minute of our day. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, it saves time, you know, and it keeps us accountable. And it's it's much easier to sit down and go, oh, you know, today, this is my hour for marketing as opposed to, "Ah, I'll get to marketing sometime this week. And then next week you go, oh, I didn't do it then. Oh, you know, and and then you just go on. And so by having these things in your calendar, it really does help you to get them done.
3: Exactly. And um, I cannot... um I just cannot believe the amount of great things that social media and social media marketing has allowed me to do in my business. I don't think I would be on this podcast right now if it wasn't for social media. Right. Uh, that's how we met. Yep. There are certain Facebook groups that I go into for marketing that I constantly learn from, and that's my big thing right now, is uh, is is finding targeted Facebook groups on marketing to help me grow cool. my business. You know, I don't pay attention to my general timeline too much with the TMZ mm-hmm. stuff and the Farm Bill stuff, <laughs> but targeted groups on LinkedIn, targeted groups on Facebook, if you allocate time to read those things and contribute to those things, you can't help but grow. You can't help but mm-hmm. not get smarter.
2: Right. Well, Patrick... Amazingly enough, we are at the top of the hour. So, again, tell us how people find you and connect with you online.
3: Thanks, Deb. My main main website is StopDoingNothing.com, and from there you can go watch the different videos I have on YouTube or listen to my podcast. I would also encourage people to join the fan page at Facebook, dot com slash stop doing nothing and if you have trouble finding any of those resources you know what just go into google type stop doing nothing and you're bound to find me on there my name is patrick allman with two l's and uh, i'd love to help people make their lives a little bit better
2: Great. Well, again, thank you so much. I think this needs to be like a, a quarterly thing, at least twice a year, <laughs> where we get together and chat, because you've got such great information, um, and it really does help for, you know, it's, it's great information for small business owners, for entrepreneurs, uh, solopreneurs. You know, what the heck? I'm guessing Warren Buffett could learn from you. Well,
3: I would love to chat with Warren Buffett. I would not do. <laughs> I would pay good money to sit down and have coffee with Warren Buffett, but... I-
2: I bet you'd rearrange your calendar for you. No, I
3: might push out my exercise routine in the evening if I could sit down and have coffee with Warren Buffett. But, yeah, people just keep up with some of these tips we're talking about. Mm -hmm. They're going to make a huge difference. All your social media expertise and my scheduling expertise, you can't help but grow your business.
2: Perfect. You know, and, and so we will be waiting for those commission checks to be coming in. Exactly. Great. Well, Patrick, thank you so much. It's been fabulous, and, and again, thank you for being a guest.
3: My pleasure. And let me know if you ever want to go on a cruise again, Deb, to uh, Alaska or wherever you're going to be traveling around the world, and I'll fill in for you.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it because, you know, it's, it's great when I when I have such good backup to, to be able to have that. Any day of the week. So, perfect. Thank you so much uh, to everyone. Have a great day, and we will talk with you next week.
4: Thank you. Being a friend This podcast is a part of the C-suite radio network. For more top business podcasts visit c-sweetradio.com.